Ciao. You're listening to EdUp Insights, where you'll get my take on higher education. I'm Bill Pepicello, former president of University of Phoenix and higher ed vagabond. So let's get started. Well, podcastees, today I want to talk about mythology in higher education. Now, if you believe in Bigfoot or the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus, well, maybe not Santa Claus. I think he's real. But if you believe in those others, you'll probably also believe in student loan debt forgiveness. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is currently it looks like President Joe Biden's plan for mass student loan debt relief is probably likely to be a bust. Why? Well, currently it's stuck in a variety of courts across the land and the legalities involved in that forgiveness and how it's gonna be funded is likely gonna be contested very hotly in the next Congress and the Congress after that and so on and so forth. And the result will be, I predict, minimal progress. And if you've listened to previous podcasts, uh, I have predicted this previously. But the attempt to wipe billions of dollars in education-related debt uh, was an acknowledgement and it was an acknowledgement that, that the way the United States pays for higher education is simply not working. Now, debt forgiveness sounds great, but as I have discussed in previous episodes, it's just another beautiful theory murdered by ugly facts. Namely, that it shifts the responsibility from people who consensually took on a debt to the broader taxpayer base. And further, it begs the question of who has the authority to forgive the debt. So student debt forgiveness is sort of a, a shadowy illusion that we want to believe in, we'd like to believe in, but it doesn't really exist. But it's fun to talk about and, and, and you know, uh, have a beer uh, and, and discuss it with your friends. It's, so what's the story here? Well. Given the current system of funding for higher education, there isn't really much to be done in the form of a long-term plan. So instead, the federal government is largely focused on addressing the impact on current student loans uh, of the roughly 44 million people or so uh, who are holding this education-related debt. Now, to be fair, the administration has uh, streamlined the public service loan forgiveness program and it's taken care of some of the, um, the loans uh, taken out by students who uh, went to predatory colleges and universities. And there have been a number of, uh, of similar smaller um, initiatives. But none of these measures address the real problem, which is the upfront cost of college in America that students, and in some cases their families, confront, in part because the federal government has a limited, uh, limited ability to push down these prices um, because college tuition is, is set independent of the federal government. And public institutions, especially, are likely to increase prices when states cut spending on higher education. And if you, uh, care to look at your state's budgets, you'll find that 
When it comes time to make budget cuts yearly, higher education is very high on the list, often first to be cut. Now, so that's the states, but those hoping that the federal government will solve college affordability problems probably shouldn't be holding their breath for a number of reasons. One is that Republicans and Democrats sort of fundamentally disagree on how much support colleges should receive. And there's no consensus on whether college should be considered a public good or an individual benefit. Now, what does that very academic sounding distinction mean? Well, here's what it means. It means if the public views, let's say a bachelor's degree as a private good, then it makes sense for the individuals who are earning that degree to bear the costs since they are the prime beneficiaries. Now, if that bachelor's degree is considered a public good, then states, communities, or the nation should be responsible for picking up the tab. Now, clearly in society today, the former is the current situation. That is, people are viewing the academic world, they are uh, viewing credentials as a, an individual benefit. It is, it is a private good. Why do I say that? Simply this. Students are basically in it for themselves today. Education is a pragmatic means to a pragmatic end. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that's the way things are. Students expect a return on investment and tangible monetary results that will better their lives. Now, states typically provide the majority of funding for public institutions, but in recent decades, state lawmakers have cut higher education appropriations to help balance the budget, as I mentioned previously. And private universities can set, uh, can set their tuition at whatever they think people are willing to pay for smaller classes and social connections and, and prestige. Now, when asked about its plans to address the cost of higher education, an education department spokesman for the feds said that the agency asked for money to fund tuition-free community college and offer more support for HBCUs and other minority serving schools as part of the 2023 federal budget request. Oh, okay, so they asked for more money. The agency also said it was committed to holding schools accountable for leaving students with mountains of debt and without the skills and preparation necessary to find good jobs. And that would include a new student loan repayment plan that will save borrowers money over time. So there's gonna be accountability. What the hell does that mean? How will we hold institutions and agencies accountable? Accountable is basically a, just a vanilla word that means we don't like it and we want somebody to fix it, but it's probably not gonna be us because we don't know what penalties or punishments would be involved as part of that accountability. Okay, enough of that because it really angers me. Now, Tom Harnish, who's the vice president for government relations of the uh, State Higher Education uh, Executive Officers Association, how's that for a title, 
said that states are spending more on higher education lately. Well, a lot of that is thanks to stimulus money and the fact that the economy is beginning to come back. But Harnish also noted that public universities face competition with growing calls for tax relief, don't we all want that, pay raises for public employees, and as we've all seen in the last year or so, the escalating prices of goods. In other words, higher education really needs to respond to what's going on in, uh, in the economy, just as the rest of American society is. So what do we do about all this? Well, a good way to settle these debates on how we will fund higher education and who will fund it um, and what the mechanisms will be is, as I have said on any number of occasions, let's put higher education into the realm of free market competition, like the rest of society. Let's change the business model and the funding mechanisms. Let citizens take responsibility for their education and the direction of their lives, because that's how higher education is driving the economy and society today. Self-direction is the American way, or in my opinion, at least it should be. And the way to do that is to put higher education on the same plane as the rest of society. Now with that, I'm gonna get off of my soapbox for the day and invite you to listen to the next exciting episode. Ciao.